nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. Well, 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 welcome back to the Zika Health Show. This is weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And guess who I have for you today? Shelly Netco, or affectionately called Shelly. Oh, I almost made, I messed that up completely. Shelly by Shelly the, oh, I messed it up. What is it? It's okay. No, she, well, Shelly like belly, not Sheila. So it just clarifies. Yes. Shelly like belly Netco. There we go. <laughs> I was so close. I was so close. You're so close. And Shelly is a wonderful life coach. And this episode, we're going to talk about some topics that we just don't talk about enough. So our focus is going to be on life, relationships, wellness, balance, anti-aging, and whatever other craziness can really come to our minds today. But we're going to talk about holistic health because we don't spend enough time focusing on the things that are important, especially in today's society where we're rushing, 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 always going. Like Shelly and I were talking about a car. You don't wait until it goes to the mechanic to change the oil three, four years from now. There are certain maintenance things you have to do on a day-to-day or week-by-week or month-by-month to keep the car going. And your body is more complex than a car and requires more care. And these are the things that we're going to talk about today, because even though this is a weight management show, we focus on mental, emotional, so you can get to the physical health. Shelly is also the wonderful co-host of the Mental Knot fantastic podcast. Go ahead and check that out. And with that being said, let's welcome Shelly to the show. Hey, Shelly. Shelly Lightbelly. There we go. Yes. How you doing? Yes. Um, Narado, thank you so much for that great intro. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. I'm glad you are here. You, my audience is going to be blessed with your presence today. Thank you oh, so thank much. You. So I know a lot about you. I've known you for years, actually. But tell my audience about yourself and your work. So I've been doing life coaching for about five and a half years. And people always ask me, because I think there's a lot of people who like the, like the idea of the space. And the question always comes up, how did you get into it? For myself, I spent, um, gosh, 17 years in corporate America, 10 of which I did career coaching. So that's where I got the bug of helping people. And once you get that bug, you can't do anything about it except answer the call. So the life coaching, I started about five and a half years ago, like I said, and uh, I focus on everything and help ev- help people with everything from life balance to um, what are the big things you're stuck on to relationships, whether it's personal or family, um, career decisions, just anything that impacts your life in such a way that people don't understand everything impacts your life. 
Excellent. And they do. Everything impacts your life. Everything, every little decision you make. So my avid listeners know that I'm a big cartoon geek, right? And when I say cartoon, I'm not talking about Family Guy. I'm not talking about even Frozen. I'm talking about like cartoons that like five-year-olds watch, right? So I love Big City Greens because I had a wonderful childhood. And these cartoons remind me of that childhood. And Big City Greens is probably my favorite cartoon right now. Watch it on Disney all the time. In fact, it's on right now and behind the studio. And one of the episodes, the older daughter told her brother that we're all connected. Everything in the world is connected like spaghetti. And the brother was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Things are just happen randomly. Nothing is connected. And after like the whole episode is over and the little boy realized, he was like, oh my, everything in the world is just completely connected. Like (laughs) I'd have to play out the entire episode, but it's funny how like cartoons can really like teach us less life lessons that we don't think of, but it is all related. Like when you wake up and you feel terrible and you hate going to work or you, you don't like the people you were talking to on a day-to-day basis, or you have to drag to go places, all those things are connected. All those things are connected. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important to have a life coach or a mental health coach, because you, you don't want to, when you get to that point where you feel like it's too late to try to do something, not saying it's impossible, but it's a whole lot harder at that point. Right. Now, Shelly, you do great work. And I said, I've known you for years and I've been following you for a very long time. Tell us about Transform Fitness and tell us about the work that you do with clients. Transform Fitness is a program I got into, uh, gosh, mm, last July. And it was an eight week program. They offered it to me. They wanted to sponsor me, have me do this and then offer it to my followers. So I did. And I thought, what the heck? I can do anything for eight weeks. And I thought I was going to do this, help people and work out and become more fit and healthier at the same time. So it sounded like an absolute win-win. And once I started it, it took me, and I know you know this because you're a fitness guy. It took me because I never used to work out Well, I worked out, but just, just um, not anything structured. And I did it at home and it didn't make any sense looking back on it. So once I started within a week, first, I was dreading it the day before. I was like, oh, how am I going to do this? It's going to be so much work. It's going to be hard. Within a week, I was obsessed and it completely changed my thought process. Once those endorphins get going and everything, you know, but um, the program itself, it's an eight week program. So I just completed level three actually this weekend. And um, what's nice about it is that it's, it's an all encompassing program and it offers nutrition, um, meal plans are in there. Uh, there's a, a wellness coach in there, a mindset coach that offers to, to help women or to, to help anyone who's participating just push through on those days where you feel like you can't or the days where you're like, wow, I really need some chocolate, you know, whatever it is, because we all have those stumbling days, right? But once you get started, it's so important. And then it's just a day by day thing. And what I like about it is that the workouts are 18 to 28 minutes, which is very efficient. And that works for my lifestyle. And with my demographic, mostly being women between twenties to, I would say fifties, 
Um, you know, a lot of women are very busy. And of course, there are men who are in the program as well. But, I, you know, I can only speak from my experiences as, as a female. And, you know, I was a mom raising children at one time with a career and my husband traveled all over. So if I had this at that time where I could work out in 18 minutes, my life would have been completely different. And I definitely would have got into health and wellness far before my late 50s. And it is just been something that's re very refreshing and great to share with with my clients uh, i don't have stumbling days i'm perfect if you haven't heard but... <laughs> flash, i didn't see that flash. in the reviews i'm gonna have to check <laughs> i know you have to double check they have to double check that yeah. not everything that comes out of my mouth is true <laughs> but but yeah though it's so 18 to 24 minutes you say is usually each workout Eight, 18 to 28 minutes depending whether it's circuit or full body or hit or cardio it's just you know the variety and it, it's an it's all offered on an app and it feeds you everything that you need every day so Perfect. all the information's there and it tracks your progress it's fantastic that sounds amazing because then it just gets you moving every day, doing something small. You don't have to get up and because it's on the app. So you don't have to get up and drive to the gym and no, try to find yeah. parking and go in mm -hmm. and try to find a class. It's all right there for you. So you can, do, you can just pick it up and do it. So inconvenience is the name of the game today, right? I'm right. doing a podcast convenience, right? It's easy to pick up and listen to and learn about health and sure. fitness instead of having to hire a nutritionist, right? <laughs> so convenience is the name of the game. So you have the app, you can do it from home. And once, as you said, once those endorphins start to go and you start to feel better, you start to look forward to it. Something just Absolutely. as simple as that, right? So thank you so much for sharing. That's amazing. Sure. So my next, my follow-up then is, because I know you, the, the program sounds fantastic and I, I already love it, but what seems to be the biggest setbacks or struggles that new new clients tend to find? Um, new clients with, just with Transform or just in general with everything? In general, whatever you want to give me. Yeah, because I think it's probably they're, they're inseparable. I think from what I've seen with anyone who wants to make an improvement is the desire has to be there. So, you know, I've had people reach out to me and ask me, can you coach my daughter? Can you coach my sister? Can you coach my whoever? But if that person isn't on board, then it's not going to work out. So from the perspective of stumbling or what's a blocker, I think that when we get into a space of wanting to make a change, it's having to understand that it's habits that we're trying to change. So in order to do that, we have to look at what the whole picture is. And what habits do we need to undo? And sometimes it can take, it takes a very long time to unlearn or undo a habit you might've had for decades. And then once you do that, then there's a space that you create where the habit used to be, and then sit back and say, okay, what do I want now? What do I want to fill myself with? And then look forward saying, what are those new habits and what is that going to take? And then allow yourself time and give yourself grace to actually put that new habit into your life and then do it day by day. So it can become that. So it can become that new way of living, that new thought process that you automatically adopt. Right. So mm -hmm. then are you saying that coming into the program or anything in general, just when you try to make a change, you have to understand that it's you're trying to change habits not necessarily trying to find a diet to say, okay, I want to look nice in my, by the time summer comes up, but we're trying to change habits because when you change habits, it's, 
tends to be a long-term, a more longer-term change, right? Absolutely. So oftentimes, or sometimes there may be individuals that come in who do not have that mindset. And that's something that you have to work on in the beginning, I would presume. Right, right. It's always uh, a step back and look at the bigger picture and the why. You know, why are you interested in doing this? Because if it's just so I can go to my class reunion and, you know, have a, a have a fancy dress on that, that I look fantastic in, or whether it's um, my, my daughter's getting married and I want to look good walking down the aisle, that kind of a thing. Those are, those are great because it's great motivate motivation point. And it's something to, to give you a jumping off point to get started. But if you don't have that bigger picture approach to how does this affect my life and what's really underneath of it? And how did I get to this place in the first place? You know, how did I get to where these unhealthy habits are my norm? Then that's, that's where there's a problem and there's some undoing. Exactly. And he, I was talking to one of my friends the other day and he told me I'm working out again. And, um, you know, he's not really he's not obese, but he is overweight, a little overweight, like, you know, most of us are. And he asked me some tips. And one of the tips well, the main thing I brought up to him was to understand that this is a lifestyle change. We're both pushing 40. Right. And I said, you're not at the age anymore where you can just say, you know what, I'll just slack off and work out and I'll lose the weight and I'll be fine. That's, that's really going away really quickly. So you have to make that decision. What do you want now? And are you familiar with Vishen Lakiani? No, I'm not. Fantastic book. I recommend anyone to read it. He runs Mind Valley, one of the top mental health communities in the world. He works with the top of the line guys like Ben Greenfield, Sean Stevenson, Dave Asprey. I mean, this guy is fantastic. Wow. And in his book, one thing he mentions that I always go back to, I always go back to, I read it years ago. Whenever you have to use the word so after your sentence, then that's not your real reason. I want to lose weight so I can go to, you know, my my problem, whatever. Right. Or so I can go to my uh, wedding. Why? So I can look good in my dress. And then why? So is this, and it's always a soul behind it. Or I can put it another way. I want to get good grades in school. Why? So I can get into a good college. I want to get into a college. Why? So I can become a lawyer. I want to become a lawyer. Why? So I can become head of my law firm. I'll become my law firm. Why? So I can be successful. I want to be successful. Why? So, and it's to keep going. So but when sure. you get to that end answer, that end result, when someone says, I want to be a great mother to my children, I want to be around for them years later, that can be an end result. When you look back at your life and if you can just float above your body and look back at your life and see something that you accomplished that made you proud, that's your end result. That's not the soul. Being a lawyer working crazy hours or being a doctor of course not saying those are bad not saying working is bad but that can't be your end that never be your end result because that's always going to take you somewhere else and it's the same thing with mental health it's the same thing with training same thing like i have to tell myself sometimes i love to work out but i don't i don't i work out to live i don't live to work out as much as i love to work out that's so i can do something else so i can have the zika health show so I can be stronger and live happier and live longer. But that's right. not my reason. That's not working out is not my end result at all. It's along the way of getting me to my end result. Right. Even right. the Zika Health Show, it's so I can spread health and fitness to the world sure. and teach people. 
So that think about anytime you want to lose weight or get healthier, what's your real reason? Right. Once you find that end reason that you can no longer add a soul to that, then it becomes a lifestyle change because your mind is in a completely different level. What you're describing is something that we talk about, um, which is on the, the mental knot when we talk about someone, everyone needs to face their truth and be truthful with yourself before you can be truthful with others. Because if you're not coming from a place of truth, then you're not really dealing with who you are. People don't know who you are. You don't know who they are in the situation. It just changes the landscape of everything. But um, what we talk about is the three whys. So when you get into that, of course, now I hear myself say so. So I'm going to keep hearing myself say so after that. <laughs> but, but once you get into something and there's a question and you say why and you give your answer and then you ask another why, by the time you get to the third why, you usually can't go much further. And you are absolutely at the truth at that point. And it's just undeniable. So it's very much like the, the so's. I appreciate that. I like that. It's exactly like the souls because that's exactly mm -hmm. what you're doing. You keep asking when you get to that final why, that's your end result. This is the reason why you're here. There's nothing wrong with the souls. The souls are have to be there because you cannot get to the end. It's like you can't get to the end of a 5K if you don't start running it. You run it so you can finish it. But right. so you have to get to the end. But you so the souls are important. But then you always need to keep that journey in mind of where you want to be at the end of that journey. Mm -hmm. So thank you so mm -hmm. much. Now, what is a relationship, a relationship coach, I should say, and what work would you do, would, do you do with your clients? We mentioned some stuff already, but what else do you have to add to that? The, the, the thing about relationship coaching is that I think a lot of people reach out thinking that it's only couples, you know, it's only me and my partner. It's only me and my husband. I'm mad at my husband or you know, we're arguing a lot, whatever, whatever's going on, or we can't get past a big decision we're trying to make. But relationships are everything, their family, their work, their friends, their, um, their partnerships, their everything. And we can't separate ourselves from how healthy our relationships are, or how our relationships play out, unless we're living on a mountaintop by ourselves. And I don't know too many people who are doing that. And they probably wouldn't let us find them anyway, right? But um, exactly. But um, the, the value of, of having healthy relationships is so important. And typically people who come to me with a relationship issue, it's more of a crisis mode, whether it's a heartbreak or whether it's um, you know, some kind of a family situation they can't get past or um, you know, a, a parenting situation that is more, more of a crisis kind of a thing or just something that is just situational and, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I need some help with this. So those are the kinds of things that bring people to me when it comes to relationships. And then oftentimes when we get into it, what I find is that self-love seems to be um, just a common theme, especially with women. It's, it's lacking. And when women get into relationships, men get into relationships, we often, instead of going into it for a reason that's a healthy reason, we often go in looking for someone to complete us, you know, the Jerry Maguire movie, or to um, just fill us with what we feel is missing. So we go into something and bounce what we think is our love off of them, 
hoping they're going to just keep filling it up, filling it up, filling it up, but that's not how it works. So if you don't go into something with self-love and you don't have that, that base of self-love, that good foundation, then you, you, like I like to say, you can't give away what you don't have. So if I don't have self-love, I can't give my love away and share it with someone. So it's a, it's a fascinating concept. And, and once we crack that open in, in um, coaching, it's uh, things just really take off. And do you include your three whys in your relationship coaching as well? Yes. I love that because I'm thinking about the end result as you're talking, right? It's like, I want to feel loved. So, or why, right? Why, why do you want to feel loved? You know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, we, we do that. We want that, want somebody else to complete us. Mm-hmm. My opinion is that I'm complete as I am. We're complete and, already. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, just, I like to have a compliment to help me to be a better version of myself. You can function optimal, but that doesn't mean that you peak, you know, because oftentimes I use the word optional. People think I mean maximum. No, you're um, optimal. Sorry, lost my words Mm -hmm. there. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm not functioning optimally. (laughs) (laughs) It's Monday. It's Monday, right? (laughs) Right. Optimal means you're doing great. You're functioning great, but there's always something else you can improve on. Sure. Right. So. Yeah, knowing that why or knowing that soul so you can keep moving to that end result, thinking, why do you feel like you have to have someone around? You know, why mm-hmm. you can't eat dinner by yourself? Mm-hmm. Why is it that you think you're not loved if everybody's not around singing and dancing your name all the time? Sure. You know, I know that's a little extreme sometimes, but sure, understanding sure. these things and getting to that soul or getting to that why reason, mm-hmm. game changing. Game changing. Yeah. Game changing. And I think one of the things that, that's even more, um, I'm not going to, I think difficult and harder for people to accept is if they're in a relationship that is not really working out or hasn't been working out, so many people are willing to abandon a part of themselves in order to make the relationship work when it's not working in the first place, just for the sake of keeping it going because they need to be in that relationship, but they haven't given this, themselves the time and space to step back and look at it for what it truly is because so many people get attached to what it was and then they believe, Oh, this is what it was. And they stay hooked into that. Therefore they can't move past. This is where I am. And maybe I need to make some changes instead. It's just come in. Hey, I'm unhappy in my relationship. I need to fix him. I need to fix her instead of what's going on with myself. Am I being the best partner I can? Am I taking care of myself because I've abandoned myself and maybe I haven't done anything for 20 years for myself because I'm trying to please a partner. And that's when that self-abandonment comes in. And um, it's very difficult to have a, a healthy relationship if you're in that situation. It is very. And like you said, not just romantic relationships, but friendships and so on mm-hmm. can be talked to, which we're going to talk about that in a moment. But I just want to share a story of mine. So I remember where I used to work Okay, anger is my biggest issue. I've over the few last few years, I've gotten a lot better. I've released a lot of negative energy. But before I used to be, I mean, a fire, a fireball on so many different levels. If wow. someone sends me an email, I don't like it, I just start cussing. Like I'm at work, I'm just going <laughs> off, right? I'm saying every letter in alphabet, things I don't I would never sure. even dare say on the Zika Health Show. 
And when people would say, you know what, that releasing your anger is not for them, it's for you. Like, right. I don't care. They made me mad. And, 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 yeah. and I would just go off. I'm like, I don't, and, and, and I just, you know, laid all out there. But then I started to realize it's not for them. No. It is for me. Sure. Raising my blood pressure, shortening my lifespan, shortening my telomeres. I mean, all these things, you know, um, making myself unhappy, causing brain fog, lack of energy can't sleep at night because i'm still angry about an email that i got six hours ago like all those things are affecting me in so many negative ways and i had to learn to you know let's let's work on zico let's 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 see zico let's talk what's 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 going on down there what's what's happening Mm -hmm. right like really truly because if not i wouldn't have the zico hell show because one i'll probably be an angry person yelling at traffic all the time but (laughs) 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 um so yeah, it, it it really is for you is to understand yourself and, and work on yourself. And even now, sometimes I can get a little defensive. I know that's my weak point. When someone says something to me, to me I may not get upset, but I'm a little sarcastic. Right. And my friends call me passive aggressive. And I will stop and think to myself, why did I respond like that? And I do that now automatically. Mm. I'm like, why? Because I'm not perfect, contrary to you know, popular belief. And I will stop and say, why did I respond like that? And I do that now all the time. And people I've worked with over the last couple of years and people who have known me have said, you're so much better to work with. People who would never would have worked with me before would love to work with me now. Again, right. not saying I'm perfect, but the atmosphere and the energy and the aura around me is just way mm-hmm. different than when I was screaming and yelling bloody murder all the time. Right. So well, it's And it's the same thing with those habits too. When you remove the bad habits, then you allow space for the good habits, right? Same thing with energy. So you remove that negativity and that leaves space for all the positivity. I love that. Exactly. Now let's talk a little bit more about healthy relationships, right? Okay, sure. What roles do they play in our health? Wow. Um, You know, the thing that I've seen the most is when we are in let's just talk about unhealthy when we're in an unhealthy relationship, because we want to, we want to get to optimally be in a healthy relationship or, you know, friendship, family, whatever it is. So if you, if you think about to your point on the anger, you think about people who talk about, um, you know, they've got family issues, they're mad at their brother-in-law and they haven't talked to him for 10 years and they go on and on that becomes their mindset. And that's like a constant state of stress that you're putting your body in because a lot of people will do that. And when you, when that becomes your mindset, then you go around, you tell everybody your problem. You talk about your brother-in-law, you keep that story alive. You keep that anger and negativity alive and everything. And then in doing so, you're just putting yourself in that state of stress. And when you do that, then what's going to happen, as you know, you raise your cortisol, you can't sleep when you can't sleep, that changes everything in your health, your immune system goes down. I mean, it's just is pervasive. And so many people don't see that connection. So that's just part of that awareness that, that I try to help them work on to your point is letting go of that negativity. And I'm sure that you've felt a big shift for yourself as well. Exactly. And having the right people around me, as you said, releasing the unhealthy relationships, not mm-hmm. saying, just, not saying to go out there and just, you know, forget all your friends, but right. releasing a lot of that negative energy that's around you and surrounding yourself with the right people who can get you to be to that mountaintop, to get mm-hmm. you to, to function at an optimal level, to teach you things that you never learned before, to get you out of your comfort zone. Like those things are so important for so many reasons. So, th- and that's been, key in my journey in the last couple of years 
Shelly, I think I probably met you uh, two, three years ago. And I you know, started, we started communicating and mm-hmm. a lot of other wonderful people who have helped me, who have motivated me to where I am. And I'm still growing from there, you know, and these are people sure. who are going to always be in my life because they started with me when I didn't even know what I wanted to do. So have releasing those unhealthy relationships and forming those strong partnerships are very important. Right. And it's difficult for a lot of people to understand that drawing boundaries like that is actually a good thing. You know, some people say, oh, I'm a horrible person. You know, does that mean I'm mean? I feel bad. So that's where that that um, that signal of the low self-esteem or self-worth or we need to work on self-love comes through. Because if I feel more concerned with making someone else happy who is toxic than I do for my own happiness, then that tells me what direction we need to go. And it's definitely a signal of, you know, there's some work with self-love and just some real foundational things. One of my friends always says that um, opinions are like buttholes. He says the other word, but I won't say it. Yeah. Relationships. I'm sorry. Opinions are like buttholes. Everybody has one. So, you know, you if not Actually, that I heard it. Like I heard it. One. Everybody has one and they all stink. This is the way oh, I yeah. heard it. <laughs> I mean, I've heard that one yet, but that's more along the line of what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because it, it is true. Like you can't, I know it's really hard. And that's something that I've struggled with over the years is not let other people's opinion drive me or push me or make me defensive or make me angry because everyone is going to have something to say. You wouldn't believe how many people have told me about my show and what to do and how to do it. They've never done a podcast in their lives, but somehow they know how to run my podcast or somehow they know how to train clients or somehow they know about nutrition sure. and they're, and sometimes they're overweight and they're struggling with their weight, but they're telling me about nutrition who have seven certifications. I don't understand how that works, but, <laughs> but everyone has an opinion. So you have to sometimes look at it that way, right? You know, take it, appreciate it, digest it. Mm-hmm. But do focus on yourself and focus on improving yourself. And I guarantee you, you as the changes will start to come. Right. Because when we start living, Oh shoot. I'm so sorry. When we start, sorry about that. Little dancing music there, little dancing I know. There. <laughs> um, but when we start living from, um, you know, coming from a place that, that we're listening to everyone else or we're, we're trying to make a decision and, or we have a direction we want to go in life. Say you wanted to start when you wanted to start your show and then you go tell 20 friends and 20 friends give you 20 opinions. And then you sit with that. And all of a sudden it feels like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to start this show? Like all these people are saying, they're telling me this, they're telling me I need to watch out for that. I shouldn't do this. It's not going to this or that. And then all this stuff just starts weighing on you. And before you talk to those 20 friends, you probably felt like you had a good idea and you were coming from a place of passion and intuition and knowledge. So when we invite all those opinions in and we invite the weight of the opinions in to your point, you know, just sit back and listen. But when we invite all that in and then we take that in as what we should do because we don't trust ourselves, then that's where the problems start. I think you said the key word there. You invite the weight of those opinions in. Mm-hmm. You can listen to the opinions, but don't invite the weight of the opinion. And that's exactly. why working with an expert like Shelly, Shelly like Belly, I don't <laughs> forget that, um, can really be helpful for you, seriously, because you will learn how to draw those boundaries. 
Absolutely. With that being said, Shelly, how can we spot toxic relationships in our lives? Mm. Mm, I get this one a lot. Um, A lot of people associate toxic relationships with um, so-and-so is a narcissist. You know, narcissist is a very hot word right now, but toxic is recognizable if we just, if we pay attention. So first of all, we need self-awareness, but it's recognizable if you pay attention to and and get the feeling from someone that um, they're taking from you and not being reciprocal. So that it's, um, you know, you've heard of energy vampires, but in a friendship, let's say, and, you know, before you connect with a friend and you maybe once a week, you see this friend or talk to this friend. And if you start feeling that sense of dread, like, oh, I don't want to pick up the phone. I don't want to call. I don't want to go. Those kinds of things. That's yourself talking to yourself. So that's one sign. Another is to pay attention to um, just simple things like, um, do they have a passive aggressive behavior with you? Um, I had a friend who did this where she kept trying to get together with me and we kept missing each other. And then um, then all of a sudden she started saying things like, oh, I see you had time to go to the beach. But it was just like, well, that, that doesn't make sense for me. You know, it's, it's, it's the kind of thing that made me step back and look at it for what it was. And that's not how friendship should operate. You know, it should be come from a healthy place. And if two people are friends and or in any partnership, then you've got a respect for each other and you want each other to be happy. And you've got that commonality as far as wanting to share and be honest with each other. So if it's anything other than that, and you are se- sensing the things like the, um, the behaviors that just don't quite fit, like the passive aggressiveness or you know maybe someone who causes an argument all the time just to get your attention those kinds of things so when when the negative replaces the positive then things might be starting to turn toxic and that's just a, a true definition toxic is where you're not gaining that value and it's actually hurting who you are and it's hurting you emotionally so that means that, you know, I can be passive aggressive. So I guess I can be toxic. Just look out, everybody. Look out. I'm coming. I'm coming. You know? But um, there's a Bob Marley song. And it says, uh, if you get up and quarrel every day, you're saying prayers to the devil, I say. Ooh. And that's, I always, I always repeat that. Whenever Love I know that. some, especially if I know someone who argues all the time. And I always right. say, you know, if you get up and quarrel every day, you're saying prayers to the devil, which is really true. That's really what you're doing. You're giving away a part of you every time you're constantly just creating Mm -hmm. havoc, creating havoc and yelling. And sometimes important, you know, if you have a child, like I was a bad kid, I'm I'm a bad adult. So there are times that I had to to get whippings. Like I grew up in Jamaica. I didn't get spankings. That just sound too cute. I got my butt kicked. Like my parents (laughs) would whip me like nobody's business, right? Character building stuff, right? Yeah, we exactly. We're going to call it that. At this point, they can't get arrested. So I guess I'm going to. Oh, there you go. You're safe. Um, statute of limitations. Right. Because they can't whip me from uh, from Jamaica. But yeah, so, you know, like it's it's I lost my train of thought. But yeah, if you get up. In this, well, we're, in this... Yeah, we were talking about the if you get up. In fact, you know, as you say that, what what I find is that people decide to stay locked in. So say you're married, you have, you're with a partner. And you have this argument and it's like something you can't get out of. And then you just go to bed mad. 
But then when you wake up in the morning, you've got a clean slate. When you went to bed, it was control, alt, delete. It's over. But when you wake up in the morning and you're like, ooh, I'm still mad at you. And, you know, you go rehash it and retell the whole story, start back over. And then there are people who stay mad for days like that. And then it'll go to weeks and months. And it turns into like all of a sudden that's their persona. Then that, that's a huge problem. And those are the people who are making themselves sick. Exactly. Thank you so much for finishing my thought for me, Shelly. We're, we're right there, right there, right there. Mm-hmm. All right, so, well, you're definitely right. I 100% agree with you. And this is something that I'm still learning on a day to day because, you know, we, we have to keep improving. Right. Right. Now, you've talked a lot about relationships. I want to talk about a little bit more. So setting boundaries are one thing, one of the things that we talked about. But what are some things that we can do to improve our current relationships with those in our lives? I think one of the biggest things that's missing right now is listening with the intent to listen, no matter who you're communicating with, because most of us listen to respond. So I'm sure you've been in situations like this, or you've done it yourself. I know I have where you're talking with someone, communicating with someone and halfway through what they're saying, you're already formulating your answer, but, but you, 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 And it doesn't matter what the rest of what they say, you still go back to what you were going to say halfway through what they were through. And it's not a true, honest flow communication, and it's not listening with intent. And I think that's something that's really missing, especially lately, because everyone is a little short, a little short tempered, you know, since 2020, it's kind of changed you know, how, how we filter information and everything. And I think if we go into conversations and and with anyone, any kind of relationship, no matter who it is with um, just kind of a sense of curiosity, instead of a foregone conclusion of where we think we're going to end up, it'll change things dramatically. You know, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you know the one thing that's severely helped me in becoming a good listener? What is that? Podcasting. Ah. My earlier episodes, anyone go back and listen to my early last year, you could tell the difference in how I'd respond to someone. I had something to say and I was going to say it. (laughs) And that's (laughs) that's just how it works. Like, I don't care if you start talking about the moon, I'll talk about the sun and this is how this is going to go because it's my show. But now it's, I can think of, oh, Shelly said this, I'm going to respond a certain way. And then later on you say something else. I'm like, oh, you know what? Let's elaborate on that instead because that's needed. And even my relationships with my friends, girlfriends, so on and so forth, they've said to me over the last like, year or so, you're a really good listener, especially if they're just meeting me. They're like, you're a really good listener. And I'm like, my podcast has trained me too because I have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I don't, I don't write things down anymore when I'm podcasting to make a point. Sure. I just listen to that, get to that point where I'm like, okay, I need to elaborate. I just need to elaborate on that or make sure I pull out what you're trying to say or what you are saying. So my audience can really get, get that meat of what you're saying. Not saying anybody should go out and just start a podcast, but (laughs) listening with intent is so important because again, I've seen it in my current relationships now with my friends and girlfriend where it's, they see the difference in me and they enjoy it. That's powerful. Now, let's talk about anti-aging. Because, you know, I'm at this point, I don't want to get older anymore. I'm 39 and we're just going to keep it like that for the rest of my life. There you life. go. So, you know, that's the power of thought. And this is how this is going to go down. Perfect. 
Now, but I know you have some anti-aging products, which our audience can really benefit from. So tell us about them and tell them, tell us, tell us about your routine. Well, I actually started with, uh, you know, speaking of 39. So I started with um, using some of these products, oh my gosh, almost 20 years ago. And um, but I'm with New Skin. So New Skin has everything from facial. They've got um, just, you know, supplements. They've got all kinds of things in there. It's just kind of an all-in-one. And it's, um, it, it's, it's a health-based kind of program. I really like it because what it offers and a lot of the products, what they're made from, it's not just goo that I wouldn't want to put on my face or anything like that. But the two things that I love most and have absolutely changed everything for me is, um, and then I always tell women, get started with your anti-aging. And I don't even like the word anti-aging. I saw something today, someone said pro-aging. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. I kind of like that too. But either way, I mean, we can't, we can't make it stop. So there is no anti, I suppose, right? But um, get started before you think you need to. And mid-30s is when I started with some products and routines just because I decided it was um, actually it was because my husband was addicted to infomercials at the time. And so I would come home and there would be all these things sitting at the doorstep. And at first I was insulted. I was like, what are you doing with this? He said, well, I got that for you. And then I had to sit back and go, okay, that's a very nice thing to do. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was right after he bought me a treadmill. So <laughs> it's like, even I know better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was awesome. But I'm so glad he did because it's really what started my my journey. And so um, New Skin has an, an age lock spa and a um, facial spa. And those two products, one of them is like a treadmill for your face. One of them is like, like a full workout lifting weights for your face. And you do it. The one is daily just for cleansing, skin brightening, um, removing toxins. And then the other is a few times a week. And like I said, it's more like that workout and uh, it's just made a big difference and it's made a difference as far as toning and um, fine lines and wrinkles and all that kinds of thing. And I know a lot of people are not into that, which is fine, but I happen to be into it and I would like to keep the wrinkles away as long as I can. If your husband doesn't mind me saying, so I hope he doesn't get mad at me, but. Oh, no, he's, he's actually deceased. So. He, oh, my he, he hears you though. Keep going. <laughs> I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. The one thing I didn't know about Shelly, um, or one of the few things I should say, but yeah. you do have beautiful skin. Like I'm, you know, the podcast is, uh, is, um, it's, it's oral, it's oral podcast. So it's not, it's not video, but I'm looking at her skin as I do the interview and I'm like, her skin is glowing. Oh, you're sweet. Like really beautiful skin. And I don't see any wrinkles. I really don't oh, see any wrinkles. So is well, that a there. video or <laughs> it's, close to the camera? <laughs> I know, right? Or is the yeah. anti quote unquote anti-aging is working? I don't know what's happening, but whatever you're doing, it's working. Oh, thank you. Thanks. I, I, I turned 60 last year and that's, that's when I decided, um, when I started transform was two months before that. And when they reached out to me, I thought, oh my gosh, this is perfect because it'll be eight weeks. And it'll be right before my 60th birthday when I finish up. And as I was doing that, then I um, talked with my friend at New Skin and we talked about what products should I add? What should I change? You know, what kind of other things? And she's like, no, just keep doing what you're doing. You're fine. So it's uh, I just feel really, really blessed that I started things early. And um, now I'm passing it on to my daughters. And I love that, too. 
passing on a good legacy. That is great. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, Shelly. So our information will be in the show notes. Shelly, what's the best way for my audience to get in touch with you? And will you provide us, let's say, like a website or so to the products and services you offer? The best way is on my direct me link because that's got everything on there. My socials, it's got my um, just any products that I support that I recommend, uh, website, everything is on there. So it's direct.me slash Shelly Netco. Perfect. And that link will be in the show notes. And I'm sure that link is on your Instagram as well. It is correct. Because that's what it, that's where I started doing um, the research or the questions to the show. And I went through all the wonderful things that you do. So it's on your Instagram. She's mm-hmm. connected to me on Instagram, Zico Health. The link, her link will also be again in the show notes. I think it's going to be zikahealth.com slash Shelly N. Usually how I do it. First name, Perfect. last and um, first initial or first letter of last name. So zikahealth.com slash Shelly N. Of course, all that's going to be in the description of the podcast. You don't have to remember anything. Just go ahead and click, 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 click links away. So thank you very much, Shelly. This is a fantastic interview. We're up on the hour. You know, I got to go, but thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I appreciate this so much. I really appreciate what you brought to my audience today. This is going to be very helpful. So thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thanks for listening to the Zico Health Show. If you got good quality content out of this or any of my episodes, save, subscribe, and share it with family, friends, co-workers, or anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.